with your host Connor Nolan and we're back at it another week of college football week one officially got a lot of games a lot more games than week zero for you which is uh definitely nice not the best of matchups definitely need uh, a lot of d1 double a division one going back at it but uh before we kick off we'll do the recap of uh week zero Went one and two. Uh, first game was the Notre Dame Navy game over in Dublin. Absolute blowout. I mean, Hartman, Hartman's a stud. I'm surprised people didn't even know this guy was even on Notre Dame here in some things. But you know, going in, you knew that Hartman was going to have a great uh, be excel at Notre Dame. I mean, the he excelled that way for us. He was the only reason why that team was good and relevant. But then transferring to Notre Dame, a premier program, is just going to bring them to that upper ep- epsilon. Uh, so I don't think Notre Dame is going to be too worried about the quarterback issues they've had in prior years. Well, never had any terrible ones, but they actually have a quarterback this time. But absolute blowout. I mean, Notre Dame was winning 28 nothing at half and just and at the final seconds pretty much. Navy just did a field goal just so they didn't get shut out and embarrassed. I mean, it was embarrassing, but Notre Dame comes out with that win, easy win. Um, next game was the San Diego State game, Ohio, Maction against uh, Mountain West. Uh, and this one, you know, I was feeling very good about, especially with uh, Curtis Rourke going into the game. He looked very well, looked very good starting out. Was 8 for 10, 75 yards, uh, but unfortunately took a tough hit. I heard he came back, but they wanted to play it safe. I guess it's not a... Uh, you know, Mac, Mac game. So they uh, went to the back of C.J. Harris, 18 for 41 with three picks. I mean, and they still only lost by seven. We're still in it the entire game. I don't know how, but I, don't know, I think that game would have been a win if uh, Rourke stayed healthy. Uh, but that was another loss. The other loss was Louisiana Tech against FIU. Louisiana Tech ended up winning by only by five. But also, they missed two field goals, and that's going to be an ongoing issue with some of these college football teams. I mean, watching this NC State game, this guy misses a field goal, too. That's one thing you have to pay attention to in the coming weeks for uh, betting on college football is making sure these special teams, the kickers, can actually make field goals because it's, it's making a huge difference now that the clocks you know, don't stop. like they or not, They stop now, and... Um, you know, just don't keep running. Like, on a first down, you know, it doesn't stop now. So, games are going a lot quicker. And you got to make sure, you know, the tempo is just not as much as there. You know, teams don't have time to, like, settle down. It's, uh, you know, they can hurry up and everything. But you're also losing a lot of time as the clock runs. Uh, another game, a couple games throughout the uh, 
three-game parlay, UTEP, uh, Massachusetts, and Ohio money lines. Obviously lost Ohio money line. UTEP won against Jacksonville State. Jackson, I mean, I think UTEP should have won that game too. But, uh, you know, Jacksonville ended up coming out with a win opener. UTEP's still same old, uh, same old woos as last year. I mean, they have the talent there. I think they can win some games, but... Coaching some coaching decisions just don't make sense. Uh, UMass big win over New Mexico State, put up forty one points. Quarterback was looked very impressive. Let's see how they do um, again this week. But one and two overall first week. Just got to do better this week. But coming up again, better feel for things uh, throughout NC State tonight. Um, actually, just went in. They're up twenty four fourteen now. So. That's good to see. Now NC State just needs to get that defense going like they did a year ago. Now that they actually have a quarterback in Brendan Armstrong, I mean, a lot better than Leary. I don't know what people are going to think over at Kentucky with Leary coming over, but he is mediocre at best, not good. But um, moving on, not too many Friday games I like. I mean, you have the late one, Hawaii and Stanford, but that – that line's moving like crazy up and down. So I'm just going to stay away from that one. <coughs> First game I want to do, I do want to touch on is Utah State traveling to Iowa. Iowa hosting the Aggies um, for their home opener, coming in as 24-point favorites. Um, reason this line jumps out on me is just how on earth is Iowa favored by 24 points? Uh, they didn't even average 24 points the entire season last year and barely scored 24 points uh you know the over under is set at 44 so they're predicting the score to be a 34 10 game ideally um iowa didn't even score 34 points the entire season last year and i know they brought in uh case mcnamara from michigan but this guy hasn't even played since the 2021 season Uh, i know i i was defense as premier but (laughs) i mean this offense is inept. It still will be with this with the change at quarterback. And I heard McNamara might not even play, and then the second string might not even be ready. So they're throwing. They might be throwing a third stringer out there, and they're gonna put up. They're gonna cover a twenty-four point line, and I'm just not seeing it. Uh, Cooper Legas for quarterback for Utah State took over last season uh, after Bonner stunk up the joint. I actually like Bonner. I thought he was an alright quarterback, but just did not have a good year. Vegas was able to get some quality reps, but also Levy Williams from Iowa transfers in, or Wyoming, I'm sorry, transferred to uh, the Aggies. So it's still up in the air who their starter is. I couldn't really find a clear-cut answer. It's tough with these college teams. Um, But I'm betting on these guys to put on a couple points, too, and I don't even see Iowa putting up 34 points. That's just just crazy to me, honestly. Um, I'm taking the Aggies plus 24. For my first play on that Saturday for one unit. Next game, uh, Akron, little action team traveling to Philly, taking on the Temple Owls at the Link. If people don't know what the Link is, Lincoln Financial Field, where the worst uh, team in the history of sports, the Eagles, play. But uh, I'm high on this EJ Warner guy, Kurt Warner's son. Uh, you know, was a freshman last year, but he. Uh, he can sling it. He looks pretty good. I like how he's uh, how he had his um, 
throwing a lot of balls. I mean, he's not afraid to, you know, actually sling it. And, you know, seeing that as a freshman going in, you know, it, you're getting the mistakes out of the way. You're learning. It happens. And we learn from our mistakes. And I think that's going to be huge for him, you know, as he progresses in his uh, college career. Uh, you know, this team could put up points, but they do. Like, he makes some mistakes. I, I'm, I think he's learned from them. He's not going to make as many. And they just have to get the ball in the end zone. Uh, they also return leading rusher Ed S- uh, Sadie, but do lose leading wide receiver Jose Barbon to the NFL. Uh, defensively, they do return a majority of their stars and are going up against a pass-happy Akron team who did put up some good numbers offensively last season, but could not play defense at all. Uh, strongest part of both these teams is going to be their passing attacks against each other. But also... Um, Temple's secondary is not bad, so that's probably the strongest part of their defense. So I'm gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see, but I just think Temple is um, a little slept on on this one. I mean, Akron's not too good, obviously, but I think Temple's gonna uh, impress some people this year. Warner has more experience, more poise. Um, Akron also coming in from the MAC play where they kept a lot of games close, but. Only come out with one win in the MAC and two wins of the season overall. Um, although I th- do think they've improved, they gained some experience. I I can't see it in this game. I I like Temple in this one minus nine and a half for one unit. Next game, Boise State traveling to Seattle, taking on the Washington Huskies minus fourteen. Huskies coming off an ele- impressive 11-2 season with an Alamo Bowl victory over Texas. So you know this Husky team is riding high into this season, expecting big things. Um, high on the Pac-12 this season. They got they have a lot of talent. There's a lot of good competition. I mean, you have obviously USC, UCLA will be all right, Oregon, Oregon State, um, Washington. Washington State's not bad. They They have some teams. They look good. You know, I'm high on them, but, uh, you know, I'm also fading that Mountain West conference. I do not like them this year. Um, Boise State is favored to win it, and I think they will. They do bring back uh, a lot of people on offense, and their offense was very good a season ago, um, along with their defense. However, their defense loses a lot to the graduation NFL a lot of key players that would play a huge role against this Husky team. But, you know, they finished 10-4 and last season, but a lot of their wins were against mediocre teams and also lost to any remotely good teams like Oregon State, Fresno, BYU, and UTEP. I mean, I just I don't see it. Their, their quarterback coming in, I mean, was a freshman last year, was impressive, took over the role from Bachmeyer, who was absolute trash and looked like trash last Saturday for Louisiana Tech. But this Husky offense is returning Penix Jr., who I wasn't too excited about last season, but definitely put on a show. And, you know, the main reason this team was good as it was. Uh, they lose their top rusher, Tola Papa, to the NFL, but do return their two top wide receivers, Roma Dunze and Jalen McMillan, who were both 1,000-yard receivers last season, and that is huge. I mean, this, this Boise State defense is not going to be able to keep up with this team. Uh, I, I don't see them competing on this high-powered offense. I mean, they just can't sustain. Uh, and I just think Huskies are going to try to make a statement in their opener. Uh, no look-ahead spot for them either. Uh, I'm going with the Huskies here at minus 14 for one unit. 
Next up, uh, Texas Tech traveling up to Laramie, taking on Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny. I've been saying fade the Mountain West here, but, you know, I I love this spot for Wyoming. I mean, finished they did finish 7-6 and six last season, but it is very difficult to play in the mountains up in Laramie. Texas Tech is not used to that. Uh, you know, a lot of talk of the Red Raiders coming back this season, having a big year, but I think it's just all hype right now. And, you know, plus 14, I don't know if you think this team's going to make a lot of noise in the Big 12 with some big players there. They're going to travel Wyoming. I, I don't know. You think they're, they're going to win by three scores? So, yeah, I just think this is the fix is in on this one. Uh, I'm not seeing it. I don't like the spot that the Texas Tech is in. Uh, Tyler Shook returns as the starting quarterback for the Raiders, helped, the, helped them win the last four of their games last season, helped them to win uh, against Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl, but Ole Miss was a little beat up in that one. I am not can't give him the most credit, but people seem high on him. Yeah, he has good stats, but honestly, it's been four games. Let's, let's give him a season, see how he does, but honestly, I, I like Wyoming here. They... Um, I think they're in a good spot. I'm, I'm going with the Cowboys, plus 14 for one unit. Uh, my favorite play for Saturday, South Alabama traveling to New Orleans, taking on Tulane, Tulane minus seven. Both teams coming off good seasons. Obviously, Tulane much more impressive and surprising. Um, a, lot of, a lot of eyes out there. Uh, coming off a huge win in the Cotton Bowl game against uh, USC, 46-45, to 45, a lot of scoring. Michael Pratt returns as quarterback for the Green Wave, but they do lose, lose their key running back, uh, Ty J. Spears, to the NFL, which will hurt them tremendously as he played a big role in this team. Uh, they also lose both leading wide receivers, Wyatt and Watts, to the NFL. You know, this offense is coming is coming in and losing a lot of their weapons which led to most of their success last season and they're going against the south alabama team whose defense was seventh in rushing defense and 30th in passing defense and a lot of new parts to this tulane offense that will need some time to get used to each other and they're going against the south alabama veteran defense and this is going to be the most difficult test for them especially as tulane We'll be looking ahead. They're playing Ole Miss next week. I mean, these guys are these guys are looking ahead. They're not thinking about this. They they want Ole Miss. They're looking at that SEC game, saying, you know, we don't we'll blow right past this team and get right to the SEC against Ole Miss and the Rebels. But I'm not seeing that that this South Alabama team is good. You know, on the other side of the ball, uh, South Alabama returns their starting quarterback Carter Bradley. Who had a great season last year, along with their 1,000-yard rusher, uh, LaDamian Webb, returned two of their top three wide receivers from last year. This defense does lose their top corner of the draft, but does return a majority of their team from last year, which was also huge in stopping the run. Plus, they have southeastern Louisiana in their second week. I mean, that sounds like the school of fucking water boy. Uh, this team is all in. Uh, this week, looking for a big home opener, opener win against Tulane. Give me South Alabama. I'm giving them three units. I'm probably even taking them money line, too. That is my favorite game. And Nolan's play of the week. Other than that, not many other games um, liking for Saturday, but obviously 
tune in uh, Saturday. I'll throw out the picks. Um, also, you know, North Carolina traveling to South Carolina. That'll be a good game. Um, probably high scoring. UTSA against Houston. That'll be a good one to watch out for. But again, I'll throw out the picks on Saturday. Just keep an eye out at CMeds11 on Twitter. Um, Sunday. Our beloved Rutgers taking on Northwestern. Rutgers, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Honestly, I don't even know what this team will see on Sunday. Definitely going to watch just to get a feel for how they look in this season. I don't know who they're even throwing out there, if it's Wimsat or Simon. But defense will be there. It's the offense that scares the shit out of me. And it is just pathetic to look at sometimes, honestly. Um LSU that night against uh, Florida State in Orlando. Um, LSU coming as two-point favorites. I actually like Florida State in this one. Um, you know, both teams are actually really good. I think this is going to be – this is definitely the game of the week, too. Uh, besides that Tulane and South Alabama game, tune into that game. That game will be a good night game. Um, 8 o'clock on ESPNU if anybody's taking a look. But take a look at that game. That game's going to be good along with this one. But – Jordan Travis against uh, Jaden Daniels over at LSU. Brian Kelly over there. I think I think this is going to be a hard-nosed battle. I, I like Florida State. I mean, they're in Florida, practically a home game, but LSU obviously travels well. We'll see how that one turns out. Definitely throw out some picks on Sunday if I do like something. But Monday, I want to research this one a little bit more. Clemson taking on Duke. I actually like Duke in this one. Duke does have a good sneaky good quarterback i like him had some really good stats last year they also last season they had a good year and barely lost to anybody i mean they were all close games i mean riley leonard quarterback for duke was 20 for 6 last year i mean threw up almost 3,000 yards they and he can run the ball too 13 touchdowns running um He's no joke. He'll definitely keep him in it. And coming off Clemson's last season, I mean, who knows? We don't even know what to expect. They were terrible last year. We thought they were going to be awesome. And I can't see them coming in and just absolutely turning the the ball around and, you know, shutting up their ass. I'm not seeing it. But uh, tune in for that. I'll give out the pick on Monday. But most likely we'll be Duke. Just want to look into a couple more things. But that'll do it for week one. Do it for week one, and then just to review the picks, Utah State plus 24, Temple minus 9.5, Washington minus 14, Wyoming plus 14, and South Alabama plus 7, three-unit play. So definitely keep it like, keep an eye out for that one. Uh, send a like, any comments. So I actually had a few comments on Twitter. We like to read those, but... Subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. Everything is very much appreciated. Any feedback, leave some comments. I'll I'll read them out. Uh, I like to react to them, see what you guys have to say. But after the recap of the one-two, we got uh, Wendy Moon. Where's the vig? It's up your ass. Uh, like that, booba. Terrible. Don't worry about where the vig is. Bobby Burner, throw me some uh, love out there. Hang in there. I know the locks are coming. You're damn right they are. Another slow start, eh? Yeah, a little bit, but we're getting there. But uh, thanks for the comments. Keep throwing them out there. Any likes? All very much appreciated. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we have a big week. Let's get some money.